Welcome to the Black Lives Mental Health Matters podcast, hosted by Kwabina Siaka. This podcast looks through a trauma-informed lens at the trauma that black and brown folks and people of color have experienced historically in the United States of America. This podcast explores the justification for reparation to the black and brown communities for the psychological and physical harm that has been and is being done to these communities by individuals and communities acting with coordinated conscious and unconscious schemes to destroy black and brown people's self-esteem, self-confidence, and their self-worth. Trauma enacted on these communities for the express purposes of controlling their will and their bodies for their financial and social gain and advancement. In the last episode, we briefly summarized some of the historical facts about the treatment of slaves during slavery and after slavery, during the post-slavery period called Jim Crow. Now let us turn our attention to the concept of trauma and how it has manifested itself in the black and brown experience in America. So that we can get on the same page, let's start out by defining what trauma is according to its current usage. Trauma is currently defined according to the DSM-5. And what is the DSM-5? The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, shortened to DSM-5, is a guide used by clinicians to diagnose mental health conditions. It is published by a professional body called the American Psychiatric Association and updated as new research emerges. The fifth edition is the most current iteration and was released in 2013. The handbook contains descriptions, classifications, and criteria or symptoms that must be present for a reliable diagnosis of each mental health condition or disorder. It is intended for diagnostic use by trained and experienced mental health professionals. The DSM-5 serves as the principal authority for psychiatric diagnoses in the United States. The DSM-5 defines and classifies mental disorders in order to improve diagnosis, treatment, and research. Being the fifth edition means that some of it has been changed or revised over time. In the DSM-5 manual, each disorder is given a number and a name of the mental health issue as described by the client or patient or by observation by the clinician or as identified by psychological tests or tests that have been validated or tested for accuracy in diagnosing a specific mental health condition. And this code would be used by mental health professionals and insurance companies for authorizing payment to licensed therapists or medical doctors for their services. 
This code is used to identify all known or more accurately all agreed upon mental health issues. It should be noted, however, that most, if not all, of the psychological tests in the United States were validated using test subjects of middle-class white men. So folks from other groups and the therapist they choose to work with should be well aware of this and be mindful of the cultural traditions and values that may be at play that the traditional tests may not reflect. Now let's unpack this a little bit more. Using the DSM-5, let's turn our attention to how trauma is defined. Trauma is defined according to DSM-5 as an emotional response to a terrible act, rape, or unnatural occurrence or terrible event. And I would argue that enforced and legislative slavery is such a terrible event. Ellis Moore and Wilbur Ellis in 1980 wrote in like manner, slaves were punished by whipping, shackling, hanging, beating, burning, mutilation, branding, rape, and imprisonment. They continued, punishment was often meted out in response to disobedience or perceived infractions. But sometimes abuse was performed to reassert the dominance of the master over the slave. This appears to fit the definition of trauma or a traumatic event or events, to say the least. Furthermore, we are quite aware that rapes did occur while black folks were held in slavery conditions and thereafter during Jim Crow, that is post-1865. Uh, there are lots of documented proofs of that fact. For more information on the sexual violence perpetrated during slavery, you can check out Rachel A. Feinstein's 2019 book entitled, When Rape Was Legal, The Untold History of Sexual Violence During Slavery, unquote. During slavery, psychological torture was common. Historian Kenneth M. Stamp identified in his classic work, Peculiar Institution, slavery in the antebellum South identified five basic strategies in the slave master's effort to produce an ideal slave. And I list them here. The first was to maintain strict discipline and unconditional submission. Second, create a sense of personal inferiority so that slaves know their place. Third, to instill fear. And fourth, to teach servants to take an interest in their master's enterprise. Last but not least, was to prevent access to education and recreation 
to ensure that slaves remain uneducated, helpless, and dependent. The overall purpose of this was to beat down the will and the spirit of the folks held in slavery and to ease the mind of the slavers and make them feel safe. To defend their cruelty, some have argued that the natural order of things is that some folks are better than others. This was a well-traveled argument in the southern states and with those who were southern sympathizers. And that is the natural order of things, they say. Therefore, since slaves were inferior, they deserved brutal treatment. So there was nothing wrong with the inhumane way they were treated. The myth that blacks are less intelligent than white has been well spread throughout our society. An article on race and intelligence in Wikipedia in 2023 says, discussions of race and intelligence, specifically claims of differences in intelligence along racial lines, have appeared in both popular science and academic research since the modern concept of race was first introduced. Claims of differences, it continues, and intelligence between races have been used to justify colonialism, slavery, racism, social Darwinism, and racial eugenics. Racial thinkers such as Arthur D. Gobineau relied crucially on the assumption that black people were innately inferior to white people and developing their ideologies of white supremacy." Unquote. Dr. Wozniak, a famous uh, scientist who studies memory, learning, creativity, and problem solving, in his article, Myth, Blacks Are Less Intelligent Than Whites, stated that, and I quote, white supremacists love to claim their race is superior to other races. Most of all, they cherish their alleged intellectual superiority. And one of their favorite racist tools, he says, is research on the average IQ of different races. He, he argues, IQ is a dismal measure of intelligence. He says, well-schooled people do well on IQ tests, which have little to do with intelligence. Intelligence, he says, is always domain-dependent. In addition, IQ tests are culturally biased. You can construct a test that will favor women. Last but not least, long history of oppression and discrimination perpetuates some culture myths that affect the development that affects scores. Unquote. Dr. Wozniak says that he can, in his article that 
discrimination and intelligence live in a feedback loop. And for centuries, we discriminated against people of color and women. And discrimination becomes self-fulfilling prophecy by affecting self-esteem. He adds, the biggest enemies of an attentive, confident, and happy mind are measurements and comparison at school or in the workplace. The greatest minds among the discriminated, including women, are born in conditions, he says, that help one focus on passions with little awareness of the discrimination. That awareness can also be well counterbalanced with self-confidence. In conclusion, he says, skin color affects intelligence largely through the ill will of others. It helps to care less. So needless to say, others see the enslavement of people against their will as an unnatural occurrence. Historically, it has been true that defeated groups have been enslaved and or assimilated into the victorious group. This larger question begs to be explored in detail another time regarding the human condition overall, but I digress. In the case of African Americans, no war was perpetrated in order to enslave them, at least not in this country. They were brought to these shores against their will, bought and sold as property, or stolen from their native lands. Thank you for listening to Black Lives Mental Health Matters podcast, hosted by Kwabe Nisiaka, author, trauma specialist, and educator. This podcast is produced by Value Creation Counseling, BDX, LLC. The podcast is edited by Mary Myers and the original theme song called Quabina's Theme was composed and performed by Susan Evans. <laughs>